Hello, and welcome to Tech Connects, DICE's podcast where we dig into the topics on tech hiring, recruiting, and careers that matter to you. I'm your host, Nick Kolakowski, and I'm going to talk to great guests every month about the current state of the tech careers world, including the tech job market, the hottest tech skills, what companies are doing to attract and retain technologists in a historically tight market, and much, much more. Our show's guest today is Michelle Marion, who's Chief Marketing Officer at DHI Group, the parent company of DICE. Michelle's role in leading marketing for the organization gives her a view into not only what organizations must do to run effectively, but also into how companies shape the messages and stories they share with the world. Her expertise, combined with her passion for diversity, equity, and inclusion, provides her with unique insights into the technology industry's attempts to more wholeheartedly embrace DEI. Many tech companies have made very public pledges to diversify their workforces and push for more equality and inclusion, but are they actually seeing results? Are all these campaigns nothing more than just good marketing, with nothing of substance behind them? Tech companies aside, how are the organizations outside of tech that employ technology professionals doing when it comes to their commitments in this area? DICE's latest Equality in Tech report, which extensively surveyed technologists about DEI, found that race and gender discrimination remain huge issues in tech, with big impacts on perception of wage equality, career satisfaction, and whether technologists will stay with a particular company. So. Despite all the pledges and statements on social media, there's clearly still quite a bit of work to be done. During this conversation with Michelle, we'll drill down into a discussion about DEI and whether the industry can be doing more. We'll also touch on how a corporate DEI policy is more than just good marketing, but can have a huge impact on how companies hire and retain their most crucial talent. So yeah, um, welcome. Thank you for for agreeing to to join us on the second episode of Tech Connects, which is Dice's podcast, where we discuss all the latest and greatest in terms of tech hiring and technology and so on. Um, and you and I before the podcast were talking about um, you know kind of diversity, DEI, and how a focus on diversity by management and so on can fundamentally impact an organization that. Um, you know, maybe some companies look at DEI as window dressing or whatever, but, you know, you definitely have a very strong perspective on how diversity can make a huge difference in terms of team strength, business outcomes, stuff like that. Yeah. Hi, Nick. Thank you so much. I love that. Well, yeah, I'm I'm a huge believer in diversity and I have passion around diversity and equity, inclusion and belonging. Um, I love that the organization that I work for, DHI Group, we invest a lot in that um, as an organization because we truly believe in it. Uh, But it's something that I've believed in throughout my career and something that I've been passionate about through my career. And I've, I've looked for that as part of organizations. And that's part of my definition of what I consider to be an organization that's a great place to work. Um, And, but really, you know, the importance of diversity and why that matters is, Certainly, there have been studies that show that a diverse organization has improved uh, revenue growth or profitability and financial outcomes. Although I'd also argue that you can't necessarily there you can't necessarily argue causality. More importantly, you've you've built out an organization that's a a, a place where people feel like they're a part of. And, and that connecting is so important for folks who come from a diverse background or don't. Um, and it, it, that part of inclusion is something that's, that makes people feel a bigger part of something and part of a community. And 
some of the outcomes related to a diverse organization include a better quality of work. Um, you see more collaboration. You see folks collaborating within teams and across departments, and that is going to result in a higher quality of work. You also um, have better decision making. And um, I talked to this a little bit, but you have increased employee satisfaction. And so, and we're, and I would also acknowledge that during the pandemic, it was really interesting to me to see that at the right as we started to see a little bit of a turnaround, it was really important with the research that we've done with technologists um, that diversity, equity, and inclusion was a part of an organization. And you saw that from everyone. And it was feedback that we received through some of the creative we tested, as well as some of the proprietary research, that diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging is just such a critical component of uh, how technologists will make a decision to join an organization. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, and, and with those, with an with a community and, and, and a place where people want to be, they'll obviously stay longer. They'll get greater rewards out of that work. Um, and that has a really great impact on the, on the long-term positive outcomes for a business. Yeah. I mean, I remember reading a quote from Tim Cook, who's CEO of Apple a couple of years ago, where he was saying that, I mean, having a more diverse team also, if you have teams that are kind of monolithic, they don't necessarily see the blind spots in the product or whatever they're developing. But the more the more voices and perspectives you have, you have somebody who hopefully pipes up and says, you know, hey, like this is not we shouldn't be doing this for X, Y or Z reasons. I mean, it's I feel like it's also protective in a certain way as well, potentially. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily the right word, but it seems like it definitely creates kind of a whole stick environment that allows companies yeah, to definitely do their best work. Yeah, it's a really good call out, Nick, because that is then obviously a diverse organization, then that becomes a part of their culture. And and so that culture is what um, people become a part of and allows them to do their best work. So, I mean, the interesting thing, I mean, you brought up kind of the data and the analysis that we do internally. And, and one of the things that we found in diversity report after diversity report, and not just our reports, you also see this because a lot of companies, particularly some of the biggest in tech, like Apple and Google and so on, also produce annual diversity reports. But it seems like despite kind of the commitment to DEI and everything else like that, progress is often very incremental that, you know, you look at a report and over a five-year span, you might see the percentages of underrepresented groups within a company shift by only two percentage points, particularly when you get to, to senior management, engineering cores and things like that. You know, and a lot of people, there's, there's a lot of hand wringing. You know, it's obviously something that a lot of people feel very passionately about. And a lot of people are understandably really upset about it. Um, what do you think, I mean, what can companies do to change kind of their representation numbers and position themselves to pull in more talented from kind of underrepresented groups? Or, I mean, is I mean, th there must be a solution, right? I mean, theoretically, or at least things that companies can do to be a little bit more proactive. Yeah, Nick, it's I'm going to touch on one thing you said, though, which I think is so important. It's the incremental side of things. Yeah. And incremental is... You know, it's it's anything in life, really. Like it's really difficult to go from zero to one eighty on anything. And when you're trying to drive change, um, there's no flipping a switch. Uh, and you know, air quotes. It's, it's incremental change is actually change. And so it's something that I talk about a lot. In fact, um, I I am part of an impact group here at DHI, and that we should have expectations of change over time, but that also we want to drive change. And so, um, and and we all are a part of 
driving change. So I think having aspirations around incremental change is actually a great place to be because change is difficult and change is sort of not natural for people. To answer your question, though, like what can companies do to change your representation? A lot of it starts with recruiting. And so starting with the process that you use for recruiting and ensuring that your recruiting process, you know, evaluate your recruiting process and understand the process that you use to bring people in uh, different genders um, and or diverse backgrounds react differently through the interview process. And um, and so therefore evaluating your recruitment process to be more inclusive is a great start and an important start um, because it's all about the new people you bring. And importantly, you also want to look at um, your current organization and uh, makeup and also make sure that you're giving recognition and promoting those that um, are within your organization from a diverse background. And so that's going to not only um, energize the diverse teams, um, but it's also going to um uh, you know, give energy to everyone within the organization to see that the organization in general is leaning in to diversity. Um, and so, yeah, those would be the two places that I would really start around the sourcing and the hiring and recruiting practices, as well as uh, the recognition and promotion within an organization. Yeah, no, and that makes absolute sense. I mean, it's, um, you know, especially when, you know, there's, there's, despite, you know, there's been news lately about how like some companies like Coinbase and so on are going through hiring freezes and whatnot. But despite that, I mean, there's there's still kind of a, a very aggressive hunger for tech talent of all kinds. Tech unemployment in general remains extremely low. And then on top of that, I mean, this isn't just a matter of hiring software developers and engineers. This is also a matter of, you know, kind of finding those those highly specialized experts, you know, such as uh, artificial intelligence machine learning, all these things that companies need to do to sort of win the future, make their services and, and products smarter and things like that. So I guess, I mean, in terms of DEI and so on, I mean, you know, companies absolutely need these ten, this kind of talent. It's a very existential thing. And But how can a company, you know, especially given all the competition out there, kind of position themselves to attract tech talent, you know, particularly that hard to find, super specialized tech talent that has potentially its kind of pick of jobs? I mean, is it about salaries or benefits or culture or work-life balance? I mean, what's what's the driver here? Well, and as you know, Nick, it's um, finding these really unique talents, uh, technologist skills is difficult. It, the technologists are in very, very high demand. We have more uh, technologist jobs available than the number of technologists uh, that that are that are available that graduate from school every year, and so finding technologists is a really competitive industry. So the one thing that cannot be done is around upskilling of your current organization, and that we're seeing that happen a lot because it is really difficult to find these hard to reach uh, into these very talented techno or very unique skill sets um, for certain talent and certain skill sets. So upskilling is a big part. Um, and then, but in terms of positioning themselves, companies, um, compensation and healthcare, all of those are certainly very, very important. But again, I think during the pandemic, we saw a pretty significant shift in the need for newer benefits. 
and newer benefits like hybrid work and flexibility. I would say flexibility is key, giving me the flexibility to manage my life. Um, there's a lot of different definitions around what flexibility is, but I think flexibility of being able to manage my life and also deliver to an organization is really critical. Um, and that includes things like work-life balance, um, you know, different hours, uh, et cetera. But flexibility, I think, is probably key. The the thing about flexibility is it puts technologists or any uh, worker in a position, any employee in a position where they feel empowered. And empowerment is really, really key. There's so many other aspects that we talked about with diversity, equity, inclusion, being a part of culture. And so I do think organizations leaning into diversity, equity, inclusion is important as how companies position themselves. So that ties into their mission and their values, their culture, allowing your employees to represent your culture, right? As opposed to, um, you know, representing kind of more, uh, more legacy approach to representing an organization from the organization's perspective, really allowing the employees to have their voice really loud and clear. We also know technologists are, it's, it's really important for them to have an impact on their organization and to be creative and to be problem solvers. So I think demonstrating that um, what kind of solutions they're creating, how they're going to have an impact on the world, that goes a really long way. And that does lean a lot into what your culture is and what your actual employer brand is. But how can how does the organization influence our greater community? How do these technologists become a part of that bigger impact on the world is a great way to position yourselves because that's and our research supports that as well. And we've seen that um, with technologists, they want to impact our, our world for the better. From, I mean, it, it's interesting when you dig into that. I mean, from a DEI perspective, from a perspective of a company like truly wanting to kind of contribute to a broader mission and things like that. I mean, it, it, in terms of using that as a way to attract talent, if you're a hiring manager or you're a recruiter and you're trying to sort of crack that branding puzzle, you know, in terms of externalizing, like how great the company is, how committed it is to diversity, all those good things kind of on a tactical level, like what are some, what are some ways that kind of recruiters and hiring managers and so on? Like how, how do you actually convey that to a candidate, especially that candidate's getting kind of bombarded constantly with all manner of, of offers and things like that, especially these days? Yeah, I do think it goes back a bit to allowing your employees to share their voice and, and having them demonstrate um, the, you know, how, how an organization leans into DEI um, and, I do also think it's important to be very clear about what your mission and your vision is and, um, and, and what the culture is within the organization. So I think hoping organizations have gone through that important work of understanding the vision and the mission and, um, and a deeper understanding of the culture and allowing your employees to be that voice is, um, is one way. We also, we know from our clients as well that, um, communicating that through social channels has been really effective. And so, um, and that, you know, is something obviously we as an organization lean into as well, but your, your culture in and of itself, I think, and, and leaning into your organization to tell your story through social channels is a great way to reflect the, not only your culture, but also how you lean into DE and I. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it definitely seems that sort of spreading the load. And, and I mean, there's an authenticity to having employees talk about their experience that um, 
I mean, frankly, it seems like a lot of tech companies could stand to actually embrace that because, I mean, a lot of times you just sort of see like the very corporate message sort of pinging out like once a month from a company's like social channel or whatever. And you really you look at it and you're like, OK, like technology is being bombarded with messaging constantly. Maybe this isn't the best way to get through to them. But I imagine if you have a lot of employees externalizing simultaneously, like there's more of a chance of it potentially breaking through. I guess. How do you motivate in a like if you have, I mean, a dedicated employee base, how do you motivate them to kind of get out there and say like, this is a great company to work for. It's doing great things for diversity in the world and tech and everything else. Yeah, that is a great question, Nick. I I personally believe it's important to have some social prof- social guidelines in terms of engaging with social media. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and our marketing organization or a, a corporate communications organization can support the rest of the organization that. But I believe that if you have a culture in which people are truly enthusiastic about and truly believe in that that will happen organically. And, um, and so certainly an organization and meaning, uh, a marketing organization or a corporate communications organization would want to help provide the tools uh, and guidelines, but, but making sure that voice is authentic. Um, and, and uh, that, that would be, you know, the first stop stop for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, um, and I guess that brings us to, I mean, like a lot of, you know, this sort of plays off kind of the, the, what I just mentioned. Um, there's sort of a uniqueness that's kind of wanting sometimes in organizations. I mean, there's a temptation on the part of many organizations to kind of take a cookie cutter approach to, you know, whether it's externalizing their their approach to diversity or marketing or so on, even though it seems that, you know, by leaning into their uniqueness, like companies and individuals and so on can, can do a lot better, kind of externalize their message better or things like that. Kind of what's what's the val- i mean what's the ultimate value of sort of teams and individuals leaning into their uniqueness i mean how does that like actually make them sort of stand apart from like everything going out there in terms of noise and so on yeah so i um i re- really believe that and um leaning into your strengths and uniqueness is absolutely important a sort of cookie cutter approach definitely don't think works. I think every organization is unique with their challenges and what they're trying to accomplish. I think every individual is unique and every challenge is unique, right? And so you have to, you absolutely have a tool set. Organizations have a tool set, individuals have a tool set, and we can learn from the past. We can learn from the history, uh, you know, in order how to tackle um, challenges and, and um, new opportunities. However, uh, the way we approach it in any, in any given time, especially our times are, you know, there's newer, regardless of what has happened in the past, we have new macro and micro trends, we have new competitive threats. And so you always are going to want to lean into your unique skills, your unique capabilities, and bring the team together and leverage those, that uniqueness and those unique skills to drive different kinds of solutions than you have in the past. But And, and I believe that as individuals, we have the ability to have a tremendous impact, especially when we work together and collectively together, we're stronger. And so, um, you know, I, I, it is important to understand the unique challenges that you you have, your own particular con- culture within or within an organization, and how do you challenge those uniquely? And of course, you know, geography plays into it as well. Um, there are going to be unique challenges in different geographies. And obviously, different industries as well. And so, um, when you're when you're tackling these problems, you need to understand the uniqueness of the the challenges and opportunities specific to your geography, your industry, and uh, you know, especially what the organization wants to accomplish. But um, pulling together and 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 I also I would say ensuring alignment of vision and goals 
cross-functionally within an organization, that makes a very big difference in or for an organization to be successful. Yeah, no, I mean, it's certainly. And I mean, again, it, it seems like one of those things where once you state it, I mean, it, it, it seems perfectly clear. I guess it's just a question of, I mean, do come, I mean, what do you think the logjam is to more companies not sort of embracing this sort of thing? Do you think it's just an awareness issue? They just don't know that they need to kind of like take that angle on things? Or do you think it's more of a, I mean, what, I mean, I'm just surprised that more people don't sort of kind of pursue, pursue more of a meaningful strategy along those lines. It's a good call, Nick. I think there's been a, probably more talk about addressing um, some of the challenges around DE&I and, um, and, and maybe not necessarily taking action. And so I think in some cases, there are organizations not sure where to start. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of times where you start is you take the first step, right? And you, and you, you know, you set your goals and you set a goal and then put together a plan to get there. Um, but I also think, as we just mentioned, talk, leaning into multiple people, multiple teams and a collective effort is really going to make a big difference. Um, and so but I, and, and I think, you know, change is always hard, right? Change is uh, in general, uh, you know, we're going to keep going down the same path that we can. And so that's probably another reason why it's been a little bit harder for to drive change. But ultimately, uh, I think with the groundswell of expectations of n- new technologists and newer people coming into organizations and the way um, earlier generations are living their lives, the tolerance will go away and will the change will be driven regardless. And so better to be driving than the change to then um, be in a position uh, where it becomes chaotic. Yeah. No, that that makes all the sense in the world. So, no, thank you. I mean, this has been a. I mean, I, I, I love kind of getting your your top down perspective on all this because I mean, it's it's you. There's so much information out there about kind of diverse DEI and diversity and initiatives and sort of the the company approach to that, especially in the context of hiring people. That it's good just to be able to step back and take that kind of larger view on it. So, so thank you. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed the conversation today, Nick. Thank you so much for your time. And uh... and that's it for the episode, folks. Diversity, equality, and inclusion are huge issues in tech at the moment, so it's always great to take a step back and talk through it with someone knowledgeable like Michelle. In terms of our talk, here are some of the big takeaways. Number one, studies have shown that diverse companies have improved metrics, such as revenue growth, employee retention, and so on. If you have an organization where people feel safe and included, they're going to be more collaborative, they're going to feel empowered to do their best work, and the end result will be concrete, positive outcomes for the business. Second, change is difficult. No organization becomes more diverse and inclusive overnight. However, a commitment to change, even if it's incremental at first, is absolutely key. A lot of this starts with recruiting. Organizations need to evaluate their recruitment process to be more inclusive. Companies also need to focus on promoting and recognizing those employees from diverse backgrounds, which can help energize teams. And then finally, number three, companies should always be as clear as possible about their mission and vision. If employees understand that, as well as the company's broader culture, They'll feel more empowered to do their best work and contribute as much as possible to the team. They'll also be more inclined to communicate their opinions of how a company is doing when it comes to things like diversity, which is essential if a company is actually going to meet its DEI goals. And with all that, that's it. So we'll see you next time. And remember, DICE is your best resource to find the tech talent you need to fill your open roles. And for technologists, the best place to grow your career.